Hi. Just letting you guys know before the start of this episode, there is a trigger warning regarding torture, suffering, and general nastiness. This is a worm episode, so... And a side episode that is not necessary for the rest of the series. So if you don't think you can handle that, or if you listened to Cora's episode and realized you couldn't handle that, I suggest you skip this one. Thank you. Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is a bunch of gamers. This is our 62nd.5 episode. This is the story of Maxwell and B. I am joined with Riley, reprising her role as B. Hello. And we are joined also by Brennan, who will be playing Garth, B's mysterious Hello. uncle. B, you're kind of waiting around. It's once again really drab around the house. The walls are nice and warm, just as always, but the game systems are just okay. Telus gives you free games, and because of that, you find some of the bugs in them as you're playing along on a couch next to someone who seems to have lost their legs in an unfortunate accident as they look on you with fear. You give a slight burp, wondering what their fucking problem is. So B is kind of hunched over, like slouching uh, with her game controller and her leg is like tapping the ground really rapidly. And she's just muttering to herself, why can't that fuck? I made that jump before. God, do you know how hard it is to make this jump? As the person kind of shakes their head back and forth in kind of a stunned silence. Right, because you don't know anything. What you have to do is you have to hit the jump button and then tilt the... Uh... Or two. Is what you hear from a familiar voice walking in. Oh, yes. Having trouble, Blinky? <laughs> the name's B. No, I'm totally fine. If this guy would stop talking to me... Yeah, man. Shut the fuck up. She's playing here. Can you pause it real quick? I got something cool from a renaissance fair. Oh? She'll go ahead and pause the game and sit up and lean back uh, against the unfortunate dude. Maxwell steps up as he shows you a silver blade with the glyphs of the Fianna dazzling upon it. He goes, Pretty fucking cool, right? Oh, that's sick. Where'd you get it? Oh, I found it off of some Brit. She was out in the middle of nowhere trying to do her own run for had an English accent and everything. Fucking crazy. Really? Holy shit. Yeah. Trip though, she got me good. He lifts up his shirt and you see kind of a scar there. But, yeah, well, silver doesn't hurt me as much as it hurts, like, you with your allergies and shit. Yeah, got that weird silver allergy. Right, uh, so what are you gonna do with it? Well, I'm looking to try and make it my own, you know? I fucking wield this, look like a grade A LARPer in, in the streets, you know? But I'm not sure what to do with it. Like, there's just something about it that's resisting me, you know? As B, you feel the war spirit within the clave thrashing and roaring against its handler, its purity seeming to rebuff 
you and clearly any attempts to wield it without any sort of treatment. Ah, uh, right. Uh, you know, in anime, they usually go into like this cave and do a ritual thing for the you know protagonist to uh, overcome the evil spirits. You calling me a uh, anime protagonist? Uh, well, sometimes. Oh man, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. All right, yeah, but I'm not sure what cave to look in. You got any ideas? Oh, well, um, I don't know of any around here. You know, we should probably... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think? She turns to look at the unfortunate and, like, rests a hand on his non-existent knee and says, What do you think we should do? I, 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 uh, uh... Whatever. You're useless, okay? Just fuck off. We should go see my uncle. He knows everything. Alright, let's go talk. Let's take the hive, the hive tunnel back to back to Colorado then. Oh yeah. Alright, let's go. Do you want a snack? Uh, for the road? Yeah, yeah. I've been feeling a little jittery lately. Alright, we'll get you some protein as he walks over to the unfortunate and slices off all of his fingers. I went to the gas station. Here's some Slim Jims for you. Ah, shit, thank you. And she grabs one and starts chewing on it. You start to move through the tunnel as you f- the tunnel moves along, once again taking on a, even in the physical world, an esophageal-like feel and slipperiness before you reappear. The cave network of the Cripple Creek Hive echoing out in all directions with the glyphs and the ritual signs of the black spiral all around. Cages of unfortunates shivering in fear as you see your uncle getting them ready. As he looks at you and you see the beginning look of excitement and joy as he opens his arms to you and says, See, it's been a little while. How are you? Hey, Uncle Garth. Hey, child. How are you? doing okay. Found these really, well, you know, boss man got me these really nice Slim Jims. You want one? Thank you. And she That's just hands you a severed finger. You holding uh, up okay? Things okay at home? Yeah, God, my uh, roommate, he's awful. He doesn't understand the mechanics of video games at all. Isn't that the worst? That is the worst. As Maxwell steps forward and goes... You know, your dad's still here, B, if you want to go visit him before we check this out. I need to talk to your, to your uncle for a bit as Maxwell has shifted into his ape form, his hybrid oh. ape man. Ah, oh, shit. My dad's still here. All right, I'll, I'll go t- see him. Yep. Be careful. He's been tired after his surgery. Mm. Yeah. All that recovery. Mm-hmm. Garth. Maxwell. I found this. As he pulls out a blade. As you see the clave, ornately carved, it's ancient. Ooh. Garth is gonna, like, run his fingers along the flat. Ah, found is a strong word. He must enlighten me with a story. Providence. There's no better way to describe it, my dear Garth. I was raiding one of the Karens. Over in Wisconsin, we're about to bring it down. 
Winterfang has always been a thorn in our side, and it was getting in the way of my trading operations when we noticed the light of the Moonbridge opening up before the Karen died. We know no one called for help. We hit a little too hard for that. And bless my soul, this bitch who is traveling around with some associates I have a strong dislike for and your as he makes air quotes niece ran with for a while hopped on over and I got a nice shot right in her leg she was a fighter brave lived up to every ideal of the Garu in the end but I took it from her and I'm gonna use it to make sure that her friends see her on the other side but before I can do that, well... As your fingers run across it, you see the image of the war spirit in the shape of a great gray wolf howl and rend at the sides as its body slams into the ethereal edges of the clave, snarling its eyes, burning with the deep yellow of an angry wolf. Ah, you need that last little hurdle jumped before you can make it yours. Yes. I see. And, well, you're the mystic, right? The one and only. Hmm. Thank you. This is a unique opportunity for us. Is it? To corrupt this blade. I think it would be poetic to add my niece to its corruption. Oh? How so? If it's her associates, or former associates, want to go after. Isn't that not poetic? <laughs> That's true. What did you have in mind, Garth? Well... If we want this clave to be as strong as we can make it, I think we can go to the realms of Therapeuge. The realms of Therapeuge? What is that? He's the master of stagnation, or the disease within Malfeas. I see. Stagnation yeah. is what the Garu will lose, and their unwillingness to change will be this blade's foe. I like it. We can represent that chain. I'll bring her with me. Alright. See right. what we can do. Let's do it. Meanwhile, B, you go down to the ladder chambers as you see the room of the flesh sacks. As you see your father hanging there as strange bubbling creatures seem to rend themselves from his flesh as they leak out like candle wax. As he turns to you with sad distant eyes as if his mind has started to leave his own body for the horrors he constantly lives. Hey dad. And she'll move to give him a hug. She gives him the hug as he just groans as another kind of thing plops out as the tendrils wave as it screams out helping to draw Banes as you see a small Metis child going, excuse me B as he picks it up and starts moving it further into the hive. Oh, yep, no problem. How'd your surgery go? Please, Big. Please, just, just look at me. See me, please. Yeah, I mean, it's only been like what a, a couple days since your surgery. Of course, you're not gonna look that great. I mean, it was surgery. Uh, B, please. It feels like worms. Every muscle writhing. Ugh! Dad, you're being such a drama queen. As you see some of the pills next to him as you 
pick one up and plop it into his mouth. Here. Uh, this, this should help with the muscle cramps. <laughs> as he kind of shakes a bit as he swallows it, and you see a bit of purplish, greenish goop running down the side of his mouth as he convulses a bit, as his skin gets a little little less human, a little more rubbery, but he's still alive as his eyes continue to dart around, but he just, mumbles just, now rather than just, speaks. You then hear the footsteps of your uncle and Maxwell behind you. Oh, well, we gotta go do something. Uh, you have a little bit of... She'll, like, extend her sleeve around her hand and dab at his chin. And be like, you have a little something there. Yeah, as you, okay, as you push it. down, you feel like his bones are soft. As you actually push and his bottom lip curls up and then it springs back into place. Yeah, they said it would take a, a little while for the anesthesia to wear off. Yeah, well, take care, Dad. I'll come see you soon. And he watches you move off, and sadly, this won't. the pills will keep him relatively unconscious, though his pain will return before his ability to speak will. Something that will serve him poorly in the future when Cora Two Hearts enters this chamber during her rite of passage just a few hours from now, where he will see her and she will vanish, not even recognizing him. But, till then, be none the wiser uh-huh. of future events. You approach your uncle and Maxwell. You want to tell her? Hey! Die. B, Maxwell and I thought of an interesting trip we can take. Nice little... Nice little day trip for us. Yeah? Awesome. Where are we going? Well, we're going to go to a blade shop, see if we can get Maxwell's new sword worked on. Get it appraised and all that. Want to come? Yeah. Yeah. This should be fun. You move on and enter the hive again as Garth performs the basic ritual as the runes of the spiral open up, leading down, as you all march and find yourself in a great rotunda, so to speak, uh, with a cobble-paved stone. You can see the black, inky sky with webs tarnished and streaked above it, streaked across the heavens. No stars, no light beyond the bale fires that burn. The buildings here are massive, miles high, with a great cathedral sitting before you. Ah, sweet. Looks neat, huh? Oh yeah. Looks totally cool. I've never been before. This is... This is something, Garth. I always like seeing it. It puts things in perspective. As you start moving towards the Grand Citadel, you see this kind of church with stained glass windows and a great sort of miles-high tower as you approach and you see two larger than normal scrags, their bodies glistening with blood as one goes. What business do you have in the technical of number two? Businesses are own small ones. 
we seek his favor in a small service to our lord. Hey, don't talk to my uncle like that. He eats like ten of you guys for breakfast. It's okay, B. It's okay. Some people are... Rude? Well, yeah. Thank you for putting it so succinctly. Rude. Well, there's nothing we can do about that. As you see the cages form behind you as well, the first grouping of slaves that you all had planned to send here from the hive anyway. As you see these kind of disgusting bug-like creatures who have the torsos of insects with human appendages leaking out, skinned with long claws of bone, their faces constantly screaming as their tongues hang low, a strange mixture of human tongue and mosquito proboscis. As their wings flap rapidly, they land and you notice that the wings are simply flaps of human skin as they lift up and begin to fly in. As you see the scrags open it up. You're taking them to the testing facility, right? To the war disease. Yes, that direction. Go follow them. Very well. As one looks at B and you just hear him go, Enjoy your stay. Oh, gross. Don't even. <laughs> Sounds like he's sweet on you, Blinky. Ugh. Look, if if we're gonna be in, like, this anime and you're the protagonist, I am the spunky, uh, leading lady who don't need no man. Oh, okay. Sounds good to me. What does that make your uncle? Uh, he's a wise, benevolent mentor figure. Duh. As you enter the room and it's larger on the inside, as you see a hallway of, you see a room of a thousand hallways, as the insect creatures start to fly, the blood dripping from their hands, leaving a convenient trail, though the blood eventually blackens and evaporates up as you keep pace, moving through the multitude of hallways, you hear the screams of the damned. And those dragged here against their will, Gaian Garu, Pharaoh of all kinds, humans being tortured and possessed, Fomori screaming at their own appearances as they seem to be gaining more power and losing more of their mind. As the endless hallways seem to reach out until it opens up and you see a massive city. The city appears like a blend of hospital and factory. Humans hanging from meat hooks, screaming in agony as you see the pustules of disease around every wound leaking down them of all kinds of colors and different states of decay. Uh, far be it from me to talk about the nature of your shows, B, but doesn't the wise mentor figure often die? Yeah, that's kind of like part of the whole hero's journey. But that's not going to happen to you. Come on, this is real life. That's true, that's true, I suppose. I hate those tropes in shows. As do I. If he's that good, why the fuck he die? Well, usually it's like some sort of self-sacrifice in order for the protagonist to keep going and, Uh, like, get better. Couldn't they do that and not die? Just, Just a thought. Yeah, but, like, 
It's just a trope. Oh, no, I, I get it. Like, I'm pretty sure we're not in a shonen anime. Where to next, old man? Just through here, to the right. As you move through, you enter the hospital-like building as you pe- see people screaming. You see drugs getting forced down their throats as some diseases disappear and new ones form. Their flesh dissolving and becoming part spirit as Bane seem to lap at them as an arm falls, twitching its stuff, becoming pure ephemeral food and gruel for various Bane-like spirits. And near the center, you see a massive man, well over nine feet tall, gaunt and thin, his hair wispy and his skin corpse-like, a kind of brackish slime on the ground around him, resembling a dark pool that occasionally be remembers in her dreams. Oh shit, is, is that what I think it is? What do you like, think it I used is? To- I used to dream about this place, and like, you look into the pool, and it looks back at you, and it talks to you sometimes. Yeah, my dreams were crazy. I thought you said you didn't do drugs until you came to uh, the new place. <laughs> no, I didn't do drugs. My niece would never do that. Right, I'm not a loser. True. No, you got me. Not the guy, guy. Not as spiritual as you. Yeah, that's him. There is he. As he turns, you see the long scalpel cutting into someone for some reason. As he turns, his body shifting. As you see the arm staying in place as his whole body rotates and a new arm forms under the matted and rotting lab coat. All in good time, good doctor. Seems like business is good, though. As you see him going, yes, as you see him pulling out kind of a rib and replacing it with something else, as he sews up the person, and you see the blackish veins starting to scream across the person. As he looks directly at B. Oh, it it's been great. It's, it's been really useful. Uh yeah, that like shadow stealing thing, that's real cool. It's fun to play prank some people, so it's, it's really good for that. Worrying you is that's worrying you is every little thing. The world can get fucked, am I right? The world can get fucked, am I right? As he boops you on the nose. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, keep that in It's really cool to me. Right, yeah. That therapy is actually this time we come to ask for. Well, we have a gift for you and a request. Uh, B's friend Maxwell here uh, uh, just recently came across uh, a blade he needs looked at, and uh, I I know you're partial to the hobby of collecting as he is. And I figured my niece could use a little education in that regard as well. Let's see it. As Maxwell approaches and presents the blade. Oh, it's an old one. 
spirit side certainly is fierce. There are ways to corrupt it, certainly. I, I have a simple description. As you see him turn, his arms still kind of there working as another set of arms form, and you see his head looking at a desk, writing things down for you. You'll need the blood of an innocent piercing through the heart. Make sure that a loved one watches the grief of turning the purpose of war into wanton slaughter will shatter the spirit of the blade. And then here, here, here. This will prepare it as he goes. Once you're done speaking with me, table 45, there's someone who has a deep corruption. Pierce him and let the blade soak in his pain. Cut him slowly. Flee him as best you can, though most of his muscles has already turned to liquid. Oh, I cannot wait to recreate that. Yes, but do that. The blood of an innocent, and then finally, once all that's done, purify it and bale fire. It'll tarnish the blade and the spirit within, and it will absorb the grief, and it will feast on the suffering. That's the key. Give it a normal and constant diet of suffering, and the spirit will start to turn until you find the innocent worth murdering. Here, as he turns back, the arms remeld into him as the note almost seems to just manifest in his hand, though you notice the shadow of it move over the through the air. There you are. Uh, you catch all that? Yes, it seems all pretty standard practice with something high quality. Oh, okay. But there's your first task. Get on it. And then, please, if you have anything else, let me know. Oh, and Plague. Mm -hmm. We have some product for you to drive to Denver. Delightful. Well, I'll be... I'm going to accompany... B and Maxwell on this little errand, and I'll be back for that product later. Very good. And Dick, huh? remember to keep up that self-confidence. I, I've noticed you grow, and I've noticed how you don't give a damn about anyone else. And it's very admirable. I mean, I do what I can. <laughs> and that's what I like. As you walk over to the victim, the blade gleans, and the first incision is done. The horror takes a good 30 minutes. When finally done, the blackened blood seems to almost get absorbed into the blade. Maxwell going, Oh shit. I guess it's on to our next endeavor. To temper the blade in corrupted flesh. Yeah. Let's go take care of it. Where are we gonna find that kind of stuff? Not hmm. like they sell it at the grocery store. I can think of a few places. Let's head back to the hive real quick. Okay. You all return to the hive. As you hear, you get back, you hear Elder. Yes, what is it? After we moved the slaves, a dying got in. Beg your pardon? She came in and she killed Earth is going to grab him and kind of move him away from the other two. Sort of a private conversation. Kills with lust is dead. Say that again. Dead. Throated. Someone fought. There's some blood. She escaped. 
Now we have to start patching the veil. The damn thing frenzied in the middle of the goddamn casino. And the veil's just as important to us as them. So worse things worse, we're gonna steal the tape and we're gonna try and review who the fuck it was. Go ahead and do that. Repair the veil as best you need. Maybe send out a couple scouts. Follow the trail. I we'll want to have known who did this. Yes. We'll find it out, Elder. We will also send Fomori in to whisper into those who whose minds can't be destroyed by the delirium. We'll turn as many into Fomori as we need to kill the rest. Good. Close the casino for an hour to the tops, but I want to reopen it as soon as we get things under control. Of course, Honored Elder. And Garth is going to return. Well, that's a little too exciting. What happened? Ah, uh, just some rabble-rousers at the hotel and casino. Managerial stuff, nothing important. Maxwell um, gives you that knowing look and goes, I'd like to hear about your business ventures later. I know we don't want to bore Vic here. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you guys are kind of lame sometimes. Comes with, comes with responsibilities, Pick. We all get See, lame one day. What? Not what? me. I'm gonna stay cool forever. I hope you do. You keep me young. I need yeah. someone to show me excitement and to carry me with it. Well, you just gotta, you know, get with it, Uncle. <laughs> I'll try. It's hard, you know. Well, where were we? Yes, the the tempering process. Hmm. Where to dip the blade? Any ideas, Bick? Well, he was like innocent blood, right? Yes. Well, you know, my dad had a surgery recently, and I know they had to drain a lot of fluid out of him. Yeah, I I didn't want to alarm you earlier when you went to see him, but. Uh, the prognosis wasn't so good from the surgery. He, he's more or less on his way out. What? Well, he's in a lot of pain, and his muscles are pretty depleted. But it would serve to relieve him of that pain. And it would also fix the tempering process. So you're saying the surgery didn't work? It's... There was only so much that could be done, and... He and I discussed it. We wanted He's to your... leave it. I know. Uh, you... I know. He's my brother. He's your dad. But we we wanted to leave the decision to you. The the proper goodbye. What? Oh my god. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. You'll be there with him. <sighs> I You'll told be him able... not to have the surgery. No. Uh, sometimes surgery doesn't fix everything. But when we're around family family we love we can can get through anything right (laughs) i'll he'll be gone but i'll be here with you forever i'm not going anywhere i mean i know the inspection the infection had spread i I just i didn't didn't know how much i know (laughs) the doctors did as much as they could do you were brave for for supporting him through this wants you to know that and he'll be with you too he loves you no matter what so please let's wish him farewell together and garth is going to slowly move the clave from maxwell's hands into bix hands you feel the spirit 
dazed a bit from its initial tempering, the eyes glowing, still yellow but with a hint of green, as it you just hear the voice in your head. Release me. She's breathing, uh, rather deeply, and says, "So, I'm gonna have to pull the plug." Yeah, only family members can do it, and you're his daughter. He'd want you to make the choice. I don't want him to suffer. I don't either. Okay. You walk in. You do what needs to be done. The only thing you hear is a growl of... Before the spirit begins to feast ravenously on the suffering, giving out a howl that distorts. And with that, we will catch you in our next episode. Thank you to everyone who listened. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.